Welcome to the new pod order, brought to you by FFD260, with your hosts, Joel, Nick, and Alfredo. Hey everybody, welcome into another episode of New Pod Order. I am one of your hosts, Joel Davis. Uh, we've got a special guest today, Mal Davis. No relation to me. Uh, how you doing, Mal? I'm doing well, man. Definitely no relation, but uh, I'm, I'm glad to be here. Oh <laughs> uh, Well, uh, good. Obviously, we have uh, AJ and Nick with us uh, as well. Sorry, you guys aren't a special. Uh, mm. we've got, we had an exciting... Oh. <laughs> we had a real... Uh, Really, real shit week. A lot of bad games last week that seemed like a real toilet bowl, a bunch of injuries. Um, we'll just start off, hit the ground running with the OBJ injury. Uh, it's, it's shit, man. It's so shit. I hate it, and I hate it. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Pour one out, everything for OBJ. Um, Matt, we'll start off with you, Matt. You're, you're, our, you're our guest. What, uh, what are you doing with the Giants and that offense now? Um. I'm fading like that whole offense, man. I'm really, I'm really trying to stay away from that. Honestly, except for Evan Ingram, just me and AJ talked about him a little bit earlier. You know, Ingram for me is just so multidimensional. Um, and he's such a threat that they have to work him into that offense. And really, with nobody else there, I feel like he's a good place to start. But outside of that, I mean, once Sterling Shepard comes back, maybe. Um, but right now, probably just Evan Ingram. Yeah, I agree. Shepard is in a walking boot right now, and <clears throat> it looks like he's not going to play this week. So it it really is just a crapshoot for them at wide receiver. Um, anything else? Either you two would like to add to that? Anybody else that you are actually liking in that offense other than Ingram? I'm liking Wayne as like a flex play if you need him for bye week fillings. Absolutely. I mean, he's he's putting up numbers with that horrible O line. He's put up two double digit weeks on limited touches. So that's one of the guys I'd be looking at as like a flex play and maybe even more if his role keeps growing in that offense. But you gotta be careful because that was with all those wide receivers healthy. Mm-hmm. Like for the most part of that game anyway. So you gotta temper expectations going forward. But yeah, he's he, he could be a solid pick. Oh, you guys are gonna hate me for this, but Shane Vereen has to take a boost now, right? I mean, he's their pass passing back and in theory. He's in and in theory he's like their healthiest receiver now too so i mean i'm probably not going i'm not like saying he's he gets a huge boost but it might raise his weekly four a little bit just because i mean he might now get an extra two three targets he wasn't seeing so uh yeah i think that's that's basically it it's it's sad eli's basically unstartable on a weekly basis now you probably hopefully you weren't starting him anyways um poor two well, QB league owners yeah or two QB, which <laughs> which you are starting him in that case but yeah, pretty much so let's go ahead and move on to our next subject, which is Aaron Jones versus Ty Montgomery. It's it's a bad day for Timeout fans, after, or for Timeout truthers, anyways, after Sunday. I, I don't think that – I don't know about you guys, but I don't think his job is as safe as it was. No, Aaron Rodgers gave him that backing of confidence even before that last week's game, and I ended up starting him in a league just because of that confidence that he was given. Um, you mean Aaron Jones? Yeah. yeah. Fuck. What did I say his name was? No, you're good. Oh, no, for real, what? No, you're fine, you're fine. Oh, my goodness. No, I said Aaron Rodgers gave gave Aaron Jones a load of confidence. Oh, okay, I got you, I got you. Like, he was backing him, he was backing him before the game even started. And I ended up starting Aaron Jones because of that. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, I just think he's going to be, like, a pace back and maybe even some more, kind of like another situation we're going to talk about in a little bit following this one. But, uh, 
Jones is definitely going to eat out some of those touches, relieve Ty Mott some more than we probably would hope he didn't. Yeah, I agree. Anything else you, you two would like to add? Oh, you got it. Yeah, yeah I mean, Ty Montgomery, he, he can't stay healthy. So, in the end of the day, like, you know, I warn people against taking him high. Um, and, you know, when he's in the game, he's explosive, but you already see that he has an inability to stay on the field. So, you know, Aaron Jones is probably there to stay. He just runs so upright, man. He runs almost standing straight up. I know I say it all the time, but it's it's bound to get bound to get hurt whenever you run that that uh, straight up. So I mean, they're gonna probably just sub him to that Reggie Bush sort of roll and just let him run more of those routes out of the backfield, like mm-hmm. those angle routes out there into the flats, and you know, stop running him as much as as a running back. Yeah, yeah. I think that uh, the obviously for the rest of the season, Aaron Jones gets a boost. Uh, yeah. They're basically kind of RB threes. Both of them are RB threes for me now, and it it's man, it sucks because Montgomery went from just being a surefire top eight RB one to it's it's going to be tough to trust him. I mean, where where you took him, you probably have to play him every single week at this point, but it's it's not looking great. Um, speaking of another situation, it doesn't look great. Eddie Lacy versus Thomas Rawls in Seattle. That one's just mm. that one's ugly. The, the only good news is maybe, maybe ProSize is coming back this week. That's that's that's, that's the only. He can't good news. stay healthy either, so he'll be out in two weeks. So you know, that's True. not a safe one either. Well, well it's a good thing that he's not coming back this week because they're on a bye week. So, <laughs> so he might be back week seven. Well, I'm an Eddie Lacy truther from way back. Uh, it's not proud to admit I'm not exactly um, over over it, but. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go that far. Um, I mean, it's it's just not a good offense, or not really. It's not a good offense at all. But it's not a good offensive line. And I mean, I guess Rawls is the one that I'd rather own at this point. But yeah, you don't want to start either of them. Precise is the only one that I would hold in in a redraft league, in a PPR league, anyways. JD McKissick. Yeah, I like McKissick too. Yeah. I'm like it. We'll see what happens. I mean, I I, I think Thomas Rolls ends up running away with this. Mm-hmm. Um, in the end of the day, like they were really trying to give it to Chris Carson. He breaks his leg. What can you do about that? But like for me, Rolls runs the hardest, and it's somebody that can kind of negate the inefficiency of his offensive line. I don't think that that's really Fat Eddie's calling card. He's like that downhill dude that's going to beat you up over the course of a game. But if he can't get back to the line of scrimmage, like he kind of loses his efficiency. Um, so I would take roll, sit him on the bench, you know, see what happens. But yeah. I, I'm not starting, like you said, I'm not starting any of those do we, guys. Do we think this becomes like a running back by committee to where there's a guy like kind of like the Packers, or not the Packers, the Patriots, where you got the one guy that does all the heavy lifting, then you throw in Lacey as like the, the goal line back, and then you got like McKissick or Procise, whoever's healthy, as the receiving back out of that backfield? I, I love the analogy, man. I, I think that. You could see something similar. Um, yeah, it could be. Who knows, man? Like, what they're doing, that offense is hideous. They got so a whole bye week to, to fix it. So, we'll see what happens week seven. Well, the the Seahawks offense two years ago really started off slow. And right. then Russell Wilson ended up just being a bad man towards the end of the season and just, just decimated teams. But I, I think that if that offense is going to get better – it's going to be around him, and it's going to be based off of off of his wheels and how he can rush. 
So I just I don't know. I'm not getting excited, and I'm not. I I really don't think that that either of those any running back in that backfield is really going to win you a championship. No. Mm. Well, let's go ahead and move on to. Um, we've got a lot of running back talk today, fellas. Uh, this actually, this is actually breaking news. Just happened today. Adrian Peterson, all day, going to the Arizona Cardinals. Ooh. They cut Chris Johnson. Needs more touches. Shit, shift him. <laughs> shit. Oh yeah, that's uh, that's that sucks. He maybe uh, should have kept his mouth shut there. Chris Johnson should have. But at me, CJ two K. But it's for for a conditional six round pick. And uh, it's, I mean, what, what are you guys thinking here? What do you, what do you think this fantasy wise does? Did they improve the line? <laughs> uh, no, no, they did not. Do they, they did still not. play in the NFC West? Uh, yes, yes, they do, sir. Ah, uh, well, shit. Good, to, yeah. good to see you still joined us, Nick. Good to see you're hey, still well. here. So, so <laughs> hey, I'm just basically Nick saying nothing. Nick <laughs> <Yeah>. is <laughs> saying that AP has nothing left. Okay. I'm not saying he's got nothing left. I'm saying it's going to be tough for him yeah. to to get going. Like yeah. um, Arizona's still a pass heavy offense. AP is still not a passing back. It it he could go nuts, but I I don't know. Do you think they almost got to trust him? You think they almost yeah. got to keep him and Ellington on the field at the same time if they couldn't play a lot of shotgun with two running backs? See, that's the thing. I feel like he he benefits from being, you know, single directly back. behind the quarterback, single back, like pro, you know, pro style eye formation, like running downhill. Right. He needs like a when fullback. Because when you put him in those shotgun situations, I remember a couple years back and, and uh, when he was a Viking and when they ran that shotgun offense, like he was ineffective. So, you know, if you're getting AP, it's to run him downhill, it's to get him by the goal line and just pound him into defenses. So, you know, like we said before, it'll be angry three yards every carry, but it'll be three yards yards per carry. carry. So, you know, (laughs) how many carries does he get that, you know, will make those three yards worth it? Yeah, I mean, he's going to have to get 30 30 carries a game for that that angry three yards per carry to really make make me care a lot. Yeah, I think that this is a great time to sell Adrian Peterson in Dynasty Leagues if you have him. And and if people are thinking that they can really make a push and, and you know, if, if they're contending and they lost whoever for whatever reason and think that they can they can buy AP and be sneaky, yeah, if, if you can sell him, I would I would do it definitely. Because I, I think I think it's apparent this is his last season. Maybe he tries to hang around for one more, but I highly doubt it. But I agree with you, Nick, though. What what you said was spot on. Offensive line's bad, and, right. and and they're not gonna not gonna improve. There was already um, a trade three hours ago of AP for Alex Collins and Brandon Cooks in a PPR league. Ooh, what? You know how bad that is? I'm gonna tag all three of you guys in this, and you guys can. No, 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 you don't. You don't need to. No, no, no. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, that's bad. So let's talk about what that does for the Saints then, and for for their running back situation. Kamara, 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 Kamara. You know, if you if you would have said his name one more time, he would have appeared behind you. Damn it! <laughs> so, uh, so what do, what are you thinking that that Kamara is just just the back to own now? Is that what what you guys believe or what? I love me. Yeah, so really yeah. You, you like go him. ahead. You go. You go first, Matt. Mal. I, I want to hear what you have to say. Not the not these two guys. Yeah, listen, I, like I love Kamara, but I'm I'm Team Ingram. Um, just the, his ability in a in a short yardage situation, like he has a role, 
Kamara's not going to take his running back role away from him. He's the best running back on that roster. He's not the best athlete, not the best playmaker, but the best running back. So give me 15 carries a game, another two to three receptions. Like his touches split between them. You're talking like 30 each or 30, you know, in an entire game. Um, I like Ingram. Uh, And, you know, if you can buy low on him, he's somebody that you can get probably give you RB2-3 for the rest of the season. It may not cost you that much because everybody's going to be focused primarily on Kamara. But you realize that his own coach hates him, right? Yeah, no, we, uh, of course. <laughs> he hates him. Absolutely. Hates him. But but he's so talented, but can you do but give him the rock, right? He hates mm-hmm. him, and he's still averaging, you know, close to 12, if not 12 points per game in PPR. Yeah. Uh, without scoring touchdowns, without really having a big blow-up game yet, you know, buy low, ride that hot hand, and know that he'll give you at least double digits every week. Yeah, so I, 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 I agree. Yeah. I agree with that 100%. I, yeah. I actually like, I mean... In the long run, I like Alvin Kamara from a dynasty perspective. Oh, uh, I think, I mean, I think that he is is a very talented back. But Mark Ingram, like you said, it's it's still his role, still his job. I agree with that one hundred percent. I think for the year, it's his job for sure. I looked at mm-hmm. like cap numbers earlier in the earlier in the week, <clears throat> and if if the if Peyton believes in Kamara as much as he does, uh, Ingram can be like a six million cap casualty. Like they could save that much on just cutting. Ingram off the team and save six mil. So I could see Kamara taking over definitely next year for sure as that mm-hmm. guy that does three downs and they draft a couple more running backs, kind of similar to the Packers do, but they're not going to, they don't have such a fragile running back, I would say so far. Yeah, I would actually love to see Mark Ingram go somewhere else that would be willing to give him a bigger workload because I do think he could, like, like Philadelphia, exactly. Except, except I thought you guys were going to get Saquon, though. No, 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 no. We listen. No, I, we need, if, we need unless the corn falls to the last pick, because we won that Super Bowl, baby. We, oh wow! Kwan, so we can't, oh, yes. can't get Saquon. He won't be there oh. when we pick him. We need a left tackle oh. for body so you're, so, you're, so you're a Packers fan now? That's what you're saying? You're, no, no, we're not gonna pack us off. But listen, I don't want to. Let's not take the show off the rails. Let's let, you know <laughs> talk fantasy. You know with that. Oh well, uh, well, yeah. I would as much as I'd love to see your Philadelphia Eagles be Super Bowl champions. Sorry, I don't, I don't think it's going to happen this year. Um, <laughs> uh, well, let's. I guess let's talk about more sad news. We talk about a lot of sad news these last couple weeks. You're just bad. I, I know, man. I know, but it, it's it's it is it's my job. I mean, it's what I'm here for. <laughs> yeah. um, it's, it's your job. It's his podcast. JJ Watt. This isn't isn't as important for fantasy, but JJ uh, Watt's done for the season, and. That sucks, man. It sucks so bad. Uh, I mean, obviously, defensive wise, you know, for the Houston defense, that that's a huge hit. But I think it really hurts their team as a whole, uh, game flow wise. And you know, Deshaun Watson has been playing well, but they've had very bad matchups. They're coming up on their hardest part of their schedule. And oh, also, sorry, uh, Merciless as well is Whitney Merciless is hurt, and that. That is a huge impact, obviously not like it is for uh, JJ, but that that is a huge impact for them as well. And yeah, I, I'm probably downgrading downgrading everybody a little bit. I mean, you, you're not going to take down DeAndre Hopkins a lot because JJ Watt got hurt, but it, it hurts their team as a whole. And anytime a team gets worse, it, it hurts on all levels. Um, so what do, what are you guys saying about, about this? You think I'm just babbling and it really doesn't mean that much? 
I think it means more for the running backs if they give up more points on on defense for sure that you're going to have to play catch up more so the running backs are going to see less running touches you know see less totes of the rock um they're going to be using the pass game more and that's not going to it's obvious Watson loves targeting Hopkins and he's found Fuller the last two weeks that he's been healthy for multiple game touchdowns so I see the wide receivers being the bigger deal yeah what about you Mal um a name that I keep seeing pop up is Deontay Foreman and uh to to AJ's point right there in regards to being able to catch the ball out of the backfield if the game gets out of control I think that Foreman is a little bit more of a threat than uh than Miller is out of the backfield in regards to catching the ball um uh, like I, I don't really downgrade the offense outside of the the running backs just because the more points that get scored on that defense the more points they got to turn around and score Watson is gonna air it out he's had you know um he had Mike Williams he's had dudes that can put the put the ball in the end zone so finding D hop and finding Fuller shouldn't be an issue for him mm-hmm. um and I think that you know the more again the more points that get scored against them they have to go out and just air it out. So, you know, start those dudes. Yeah, they're going to go through a tough schedule, but um, just trust the fact that, like, they're your horses and you got to ride with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, Is I... Is that anything? Because... You guys pretty much covered all of that. I mean, it's... Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, nice. So, so, I'm just talking to you. All right, Joel. <laughs> so let me, let me just say, uh, and this is coming from the standpoint that I just got smacked to sleep this week by, uh, by Fuller and um, D-Hop. Like, I don't know how Watson just found them for his five touchdowns, but their five TDs and, like, it put me to sleep this week. So believe in them. <laughs> don't be me and get don't smacked be. to sleep. Like, just do better. Yeah, that that is a great way of putting it, being smacked <laughs> to sleep. I, 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 love, like sleep. I, I like love that. I am stealing that for sure. That is that is great. It's Joel's now. Joel took that. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's mine. That's <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, Deont- Deontay Foreman, though, you talked about Deontay Foreman. I think he is a perfect example of a guy that we had this this preconceived notion about him that he's a big banger right. and he's Ooh. a goal line back. He's a big Ooh. banger, yeah, he is <laughs> from from way back. Um, and he's not a receiving back, right? That's what we heard. He has stone hands, blah blah blah. Well, now it's sitting here, week four, and like you just said, you think he might be actually a better receiving back than Lamar Miller? He's smooth, you know. And, and and there's still people that are saying that, you know, he's just a big back and that's all he is. You have to be quick to to reassess these players on a weekly basis. You know, if if we sit here and, and continue to think of these guys how we do from preseason, then, you know, we never really learn anything. So it, it's just uh, – I just thought it was funny. I just want to talk about that for a sec. I thought it was funny because, man, I heard him, Deontay Foreman, stone hands over and over. And it really does look like he's he's a better receiving back than Lamar Miller. I also think that's a reflection of Miller being overrated in that regard, right? Like, I think we all sort of speculated what he was yeah. going to be as a three-down, like, multi-purpose back with Houston. But, like, that's not really who he is. Plus the fact that, like, he breaks down over time. You can't give him too many carries. Like, the more touches he gets, the higher propensity rate of injury. So mm-hmm. the, the situation was going to play itself out this way regardless just because – Foreman is the better back and is probably more likely to take on that workload and not get injured. I agree. I agree 100%. Uh, well, let's move on to uh, another situation that is a little murky at the moment. Uh, the Vikings quarterback situation. 
Oh man, uh, I know it's it's not it's, it's not great. Slow. Well, and it's Basically. it's 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 very fantasy relevant now too. I mean, it's not it's not what it used to be where they don't have anybody that we've invested in. I mean, um, you know, we we love Stephon Diggs, we love Adam oh. Thielen. I mean, it's it, there's there's we love a lot in Dalvin Cook in before he got Ugh. cooked. We oh man, rest in peace, Dalvin Cook. He'll be you waiting down. to say that? You were waiting to say cooked? I yeah, he was. He was <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah, you, you, yeah. We're gonna have to suspend AJ for at least one podcast mm. after that one. That's just that's just what it is. Uh, well, it's the the only good news is it's looking like Teddy Bridgewater might actually get back in. I mean, maybe not, maybe not next week, but this year. And I, I wasn't sure whether or not he was ever gonna play football again. So that's that's pretty good news. Um, Sam Bradford is bad. We we've talked about that before. That we actually think Sam Bradford is not a good quarterback. Uh, and Case Keenum as well is bad, but he's looking better than Sam Bradford at the moment, kind of. I mean, I don't know how you guys feel about it, but it's it's kind of kind of like it doesn't matter if it's Case Keenum or Sam Bradford. I guess Teddy B would kind of be a, a little boost for me, maybe, but I, I don't think it matters at this point. What do what do you guys think? What about you, Matt? We'll start we'll start off with our with our guest. I feel like we need to get AJ out there for the Vikings, man. Get him on the center. <laughs> Get this whole offense together, man. Um, and all honesty, uh, so Sam Bradford's not good. We we can definitely say that without a question. Wow. Case Keenum, that yeah, I, so exactly. not good. Like exactly. I, also not I bought good. I bought shares in Stephon Diggs, and now I'm like that owner that went out and bought that exotic car that broke down as soon as he got it off the lot. <laughs> I got, I'm five weeks in and I'm, I'm regretting that decision, man. So yeah. I don't know that really anything is going to rectify it. Teddy Bridgewater has been away from the game. It hasn't really had live game action in what, two years. So I'm not expecting him to come in and work a miracle. Um, Case Keenum for right now is probably the best bet, but you know, kind of wait and see and just pray. Um, I, I think you could start feeling no matter what, but from there it's kind of a question mark. So he's like the shiniest peanut in the turd kind of a deal. Yeah, <laughs> you got it, you got it. So hey, wait, 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 did you compare Sam Bradford to like a nice car that you just got off the lot? Did I? Did no, I catch no, that? that was that's Stefan Diggs. That's oh, okay, Diggs. Okay, okay, like, okay, so, maybe so I, okay, Diggs I heard is, it wrong. Diggs okay. is the Rory. I pulled the Rory off yeah. the lot. I crashed mm-hmm. into a tow truck. The tow okay. truck got me back to the lot, but now my car's not worth anything. <laughs> All right. Yeah, and now you're left with, with nothing, basically. <laughs> I, love, I love the analysis. <laughs> you're you're yeah. left with an 87 Dodge Omni. <laughs> left with walking to work. That's what it is. <laughs> So, I mean, man, it sucks because I love Steph Diggs, man. And he was such a great he was such a great fourth round pick to just win your league. And it's it's not looking great now. And Kyle Rudolph, I'm not even sure. I mean, Does you're not exist? starting him. Is he is he even on rosters? I don't know. I'm not starting him anywhere. I mean, I would almost almost drop him in in a lot of Rudolph. Moves. Almost. Almost. No, he, he, I mean, he was targeted. I don't know the numbers, but he he got quite a bit, quite a few targets, and he did get a touchdown. I know, but, but I mean, yeah, you go ahead and drop him. That's just, cool. But you're, yeah, but I'm go saying, ahead and cut him. He's a piece of shit. But I'm saying you're <laughs> just as good. You're just as good to stream tight ends on a week to week basis as you are starting Kyle Rudolph because I I will you could you could stream a tight end to tight end one just as and and I, Kyle Rudolph probably won't finish a tight end one. So oh, okay, I, Jared Cook. 
or Kyle Rudolph? Kyle Rudolph. Kyle I took Rudolph. Kyle Rudolph as my our, my tight end two for bye week. I hope you didn't take him as your RB one, <laughs> RB yeah, two. Dick. But no, I, I definitely like uh, Joe. I feel you on the on the Kyle Rudolph thing. I would hold him, um, especially after losing Clay. Like people are gonna be scrambling mm-hmm, to the waiver wire, yeah. going to That's get ASJ, going yep. to get Bray, going to pick up dudes that might still be sitting there that have like proven over these first few weeks that they can play. Um, I think that Kyle Rudolph is a sit and hold. You know, it's definitely a very different offense, and he puts up different numbers with Bradford versus Keenum. Mm-hmm. But Bradford is going to come back at some point, right? Like, he didn't yeah. tear his ACL. So we may see him in three or four weeks, like, let him sit um, for the back half of the season. Like, that could be a, a, a money play for you. Um, but yeah. I would definitely be patient. I wouldn't necessarily run and go cut him. If somebody in your league does run and go cut him, pick him up and just stash right. him and see what happens. Did you guys did you guys watch much of the game? Like when when Bradford was out there, he I was there. looks so bad in his pads. Like he looks just awkward. It looks like he, I I, I don't even know how to compare it, but he doesn't have an athletic build. You know, he, no, he's, he's no, like no, no, no. Is, you know, dad bod. It it kind of is like it. Part of it might be like his sleeves are loose or whatever, but it's just <laughs> oh my gosh, he looks so awkward out there. Not saying you have to be like six foot four and jacked and whatever, but he just looks like he he, he doesn't look like a football player. I want to see no. a more athletic Sam Bradford on the field in that steady two gloves who can run. Well, the Give me the funny two. thing is when he came out of Oklahoma, he was jacked. Like that year that he sat out with his shoulder, mm-hmm. when he went to that, when he had his pro day, like that kid was swole. Mm-hmm. Like, and I was like, oh man, this dude is going to go to the NFL. I'm like, by golly, he's going to just destroy it. And then he got hurt a bunch of times and did nothing. <laughs> but, like, you know. Now, he's, now he's a NFL. string bing looking motherfucker, though. So yeah. He is not. He is Very not big. He looks so. Dude. He looks so weird in those shoulder pads. Like, can they not just get him some shoulder pads that fucking fit? So, yeah, those pads were a little that, wide. That would help. Probably so have tried. His shoulder yeah, pads like the, the, like, like the size of helmets. He's like, I mean, can I get an extra medium, please? Yeah, exactly. Like the Broadway Joe shoulder pads from, like, back in the 60s, man. They, but, you know, listen, they're trying to keep him safe. Like, I feel like they're they putting the largest equipment on him possible. To hold that. <laughs> He's wearing his dad's Falls equipment. <laughs> he gets hit, they, you know, he just bounces right back up. and like, It hasn't worked that way, though. He, he <laughs> reminds me, like, an only body type, not performance or whatever, but he reminds me of Peyton. I love Peyton, uh, but, yeah, man, he looks fucking weird, too. <laughs> and yeah. Tom Brady. Like, Maybe nah, at least... He looks like he's got his shit together, though, kind of. Like, don't look at his draft photo. So, like, now, yeah. Like, now that he's, like, only eating string beans and, like, juice and kale, like, absolutely. But, like, dude, a couple years ago. Well, yeah, we don't go. Uh, (laughs) Too soon. We might get shut down, man. Skype might get shut down. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Joel knows a guy. Joel, talk to your boy. Oh, Jesus. Not on the pod. No, not on the pod. He's he's in POTUS, man. Can't you put in a good word for us? Well, now now that we're back on track and not on the field, let's go ahead and move on to the next segment. Uh, This is is basically just Dynasty Talk. Uh, What we... What we're doing with some high-priced guys that are performing at a low price value right now. Uh, I think the most obvious that comes to mind that everybody and their mother is talking about is Amari Cooper. He's he's one of the most sought-after dynasty assets. Uh, he's he's still you know younger than some rookies, 
and we we know he's talented. That's that's not the question. But I mean, how much longer are we going to have to wait? Are, are we going out and buying him? Are we saying, "Fuck this man"? I'm trying to get as many first rounders as I can for him, and trying to get Saquon Barkley next year. I mean, where where are you guys at on him? Where where Mal, Mal we'll start off with you. I, I your takes are so much better than ours. So so you'll go ahead. <laughs> that is completely not true. <laughs> Um, you go ahead. What are you doing with Amari and Dynasty? I like Amari and Dynasty. Well, the biggest thing is, like you mentioned, right, he's younger than some of the rookies, like Cooper Cub, like Galladay, dudes like that. He's their age, if not younger. So I'm um, absolutely, if I have Cooper, I'm holding him unless I get the Godfather offer. Um, at which point, you know, if you get the Godfather offer, absolutely, I feel like no one should be untradeable. Um, but it also kind of depends on where you are and with your team. If you're somebody that's bottoming out and he's somebody that could get you a, a bunch of first round picks, like you said, maybe a chance to see Quan Barkley next year, mm-hmm. um, go for it. But if not, if you're in contention this year, plus you have a team that's kind of built for the future, Omari's going to get it together. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he's way too talented to remain stagnant and to be outplayed by Crabtree, who has already torn his Achilles like 14 times. Mm-hmm. So eventually, you know, like, the, the the gap will close and he'll overpass him or overtake him I should say um, so definitely buy him if you can buy low if you can if you have him hold him um, don't do anything foolish I definitely, and, definitely think that this is the last week to buy low on Amari Cooper Yeah, the right. matchup just Absolutely. looks really good this week he's averaging and I think it was like 6 games he's averaging 3, three catches like 70 yards and a touchdown every other game against the current team that they're going up against, uh, it's just he's got to he's got to break this trend of dropping passes sometime. And I don't think he dropped any last week. But then again, EJ Manuel yeah. is throwing him the ball. Well, I, I'm even buying. I'm even buying. Uh, I do agree with that. EJ Manuel is EJ Manuel actually did not look. He looked all right. As bad as as bad as I thought he would. EJ Manuel is functional. Yeah, I mean he definitely is is more functional than Case Keenum. So. <laughs> I, uh, but I'm even buying Amari in redraft leagues. If, yeah. if people if people are That's really I'm thinking about it right now, exactly, and and a lot of people too that have Amari probably aren't sitting with the best records. They probably are, you know, trying to make a move anyways. So if you can do a two for one where you can move Duke Johnson and a receiver for Amari, you know, you do that and you go out and try and actively do that because that's how you're going to win your redraft league. Uh, I, I just think that. Dude, everybody knows Amari is so talented. I mean, he's he's got all the physical assets or all the physical attributes, and it, it's gonna happen. Just wait. I know it sucks. It, it sucks. It sucks so bad to wait. That's what we hate so bad about fantasy. We wait and, nine and months. Is waiting. Is waiting nine months. Waiting a year. Waiting two years. But Amari's gonna be worth the wait, guys. He's gonna be so worth the wait. Because when he explodes, it's it's just gonna be it's gonna be boom. It is. And like you said, so, he's twenty two years old. Mm-hmm, exactly. And, so you're waiting for him point, to explode. Right? <laughs> wow. But like to your point, so he had the Washington defense, Denver, Baltimore. That's the thirty first toughest, sixteen toughest, and twenty seven toughest pass defenses, right? So you know, not easy. Um, but he closes with Kansas City, Dallas, and Philly, who are fourth, seventh, and second, respectively. So, like, in the end of the day, man, if he doesn't break it this week... Um, He's breaking it against Joel's Chargers. Listen, if he doesn't break it this week, I think that's real cause for concern. But 
when he does to AJ's point, like, you know, time has run out, man. People are gonna want you to pay the the, the top dollar for him at that point. So buy now if you can. Well, it depends on who his quarterback is this week. You might be able to wait one more week because Manuel's not gonna move the ball. True. That is true. true. Emmanuel found Crabtree for a touchdown. Oh you were an Emmanuel Truther the last time we talked. Stop yeah. it. And he got a touchdown. Look what happened. I mean, he was all right. <laughs> all right, so let's right. so let's so let's move let's let's all right. We we know what we're doing with Amari. We love him. He's he's great, but still there there's a little cause for concern. Uh so what are we doing with RIP OBJ? What are we doing? What are we doing with OBJ? We say I mean it's it sucks. I know it's it's, it's shitty because I'm, I'm going to sit him. <laughs> you're gonna, <laughs> he, he can't you can't take him. a knee. So. He can't, yeah, I mean, he might listen. He's the he's the best he's the best option the Giants have, broken leg or not. So <laughs> that's, that's true. Well, now I he's mean, got time to go on his honeymoon with a kicking net. With a kicking oh, net, that he's uh-huh. gonna get one of those things where you roll around on the one knee and have to pedal yourself around. He's gonna use that to get wide open on routes. I do just want to say open. he'll still I, get open. I do just want to say that I saw the statistic: the Giants are still winless since the boat trip. I'm just just yeah. saying. Just saying, it's like uh, it is what it is, but you know, it's definitely has nothing to do with their bad play. It's because Odo Beckham was on a boat. That's what it is. Uh, (laughs) I didn't know this was a lonely island. It's the it's the curse of Victor Cruz. Yeah, so so in 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 Dynasty, you're obviously trying. I mean, you're trying to acquire Odell. I think it's you're probably not going to be able to get him because the owner is. I mean. You're gonna have to overpay to get him because I, it's I it's not like line you might in, what I might have a line on him in one league like yeah I I think you could get him right now man I, I think it's for contenders think you can get him right the guy's in a win good. now he wants he wants it uh, his deal was Julio and Wentz for OBJ and Eli I'm like mm, no I'm not gonna take Eli no but, I wouldn't take Eli but no. I'd definitely take OBJ and somebody else right. It's, and I'm trying to counter, but it's like, eh, it's not happening. Really? See, that is the opposite. I'm glad I'm talking to you guys about this because I own OBJ everywhere, and if you want him from me, you are going. You're just going to have to overpay. It is what it is. Like he can young. sit exactly. He can sit out oh, another right. year. Mm, still, like, he's still a top dynasty ass. I don't have a problem. That leg, that leg, that leg, <laughs> that ankle, that ankle, that, that ankle, that hammy. They don't come like that. Like if he had just broken his leg, if he had just broken his ankle. That's one thing, but like those ankle breaks are complex in and of themselves, right? And so, like when you compound that, then with his leg breaking as well, OBJ is one of those dudes that can wake up one day and just not love football, right? Yeah, I, like, I, I is he is and, and like, but that's something you can't project. So, like, if you're mm-hmm. talking redraft versus dynasty, like very different things, right? But like, if I'm if I'm an OBJ owner, I'm listening. Because I don't know what's gonna happen. The he he his contract is up. Who knows what the Giants are doing? They could have a completely reshifted front office, head coaching staff. Everything could change. Like there are a lot of question marks around him, and I feel like if somebody comes to me with a deal that makes sense, I'm out. Just because yeah, I'm not absolutely. trying to figure it out. Like I'm yeah. not the dude that wants to hold the hot potato that blows up in my hand. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's you like you said earlier. The God yeah, I'm not getting smacked to sleep again. I've been smacked so many years. Like, I'm tired. Of, I'm trying to smack people now. I'm tired of getting smacked. <laughs> I'm try- I'm but in a polite and respectful way. Exactly. Right, exactly. exactly. Of course. I'm the one doing the smacking. Exactly. 
Yeah, it, obviously, like you said earlier, I love that reference. You said the Godfather deal. If you get a Godfather deal for anybody, oh, do it. you know, if, if right. you if somebody's ever paying, you do it. But you know, it's especially if you're you're in rebuild, it really might be a great buy window for for OBJ this year. Yeah. Um, another guy, I don't know how you you are, you are on him. Uh, Corey Davis is another. He's one of my one of my favorites. I love love him film wise. He's just he's a darling. I mean, he's just so fun uh-huh. to watch watch the play. I know, dude. I, like I, Man I love thinking think about sending him flowers and chocolates and everything. And and my girlfriend's birthday was just happened, and that's that's not what I did for her. So, um, just just kidding. Don't I hope she doesn't listen to this. Yeah, I, say, I hope she doesn't hear this, man. <laughs> wow. Um, um, better check. <laughs> This is staying in the pod, by the way. But but I am also taking this as an opportunity to buy Corey Davis as well. Uh, he's he's somebody that he's going to get that rapport with Mariota, and not not now. I mean, Rashard Matthews, I think, is still the number one receiver in that offense. But which is crazy. It it is crazy. But he's I mean, it's not that crazy if you watch him play. He's right. there, but he's their best receiver, like clearly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. But Corey Davis is still such a great buy low candidate for me. And and in Dynasty, if you're rebuilding, you could go out and get him, OBJ, Amari, and just be be sitting with a contender next year and really not give up an incredible amount for it. Yeah, I like it. I, I like it. Um, it's just hard. Mariota, like right now, you probably could buy Corey Davis pretty cheap because Mariota's not playing. Corey Davis hasn't played since like week one or week two. Uh, so you're just seeing a lot of Matt Castle and how bad he can make the rest oh of the team look to so where you could buy low real quick because people are trying to win now, win games, get their records good. So you could buy on a lot of Titans pieces and get things you need out of it because they're trying to sell sell like they're what, pulling a mask over your head. Mm-hmm. I, uh, Corey Davis was one that I struggled with. Um, and to your point about watching the film, so I went and watched all of the snaps that I could find from his senior year. And like I heard the Michael Irvin comparisons, you know, a lot of people saying that he's like the premier X receiver. I, like I struggled with the transition. Like I, from an opportunity standpoint, it's definitely there. There's really no one else, like you said, outside of Rashard Matthews. Um, so moving forward, he's definitely a talented candidate. But I, I, I'm thinking Kenny Galladay um, is somebody that I would buy into and feel a lot better about <laughs> moving forward, um, especially with him attached to Matt Stafford. I think that either Marvin Jones or Golden Tate gets either phased out partially or completely next year. Um, and really, he's just in a place to just produce like crazy. Um, and truth be told, I mean, he may be as talented as Corey Davis. Don't at me. But Galladay could play, man. I'm I'm gonna at you. I'm gonna. All right, listen. I'm gonna I'm gonna add the shit out of you, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, gonna on draft, draft, I'm gonna get on draft breakdown and just post do it, every do Corey it. Davis, every do every it. touchdown, all those when he's got two on one. I mean, now I know it's it is it is tough for for to break down that film just because you know he's obviously the best player on the field in college because i mean far and away like it wasn't even close no question yeah but, but look at the level of competition but, but exactly that's that's what i'm saying but but it's hard to break down because who you know he's playing against electricians i mean he was playing against guys that are that are exactly that are doing nothing right now so 
it it definitely is is tough to break it down. But yeah, I still I don't know about Galladay over him, man. Uh, I think Corey Davis's ceiling is is Antonio Brown. You know, like he's got he's got that potential to be the number one overall hot asset. Hot take. Can I just say something though? No, absolutely. No, no. <laughs> Listen, you you can't produce from the table though, right? Like that's that's what the NFL. That's what they always say. Like you yeah. you can't you can't play from the the medical table. Corey Davis spending a lot of the time in that cold tub, man, not playing no football games. So sure. you know. In the end of the day, if you're not on a football field getting better, you're getting worse and getting forgotten about. And so, you know, Corey Davis is going to have to hurry up um, because there are other people that will overpass him in regards to, like, the the rankings right. um, as far as, like, dynasty. But talent, he's as talented as they come. Mm-hmm. It's just can he put it together on the field at the NFL level? Yeah. I like, I like your Galladay take because – I mean, like you just said, you know, he's he's got his work cut out for him. Davis does, but Galladay makes three catches and he's the number two or, or number three receiver easily in a high pass offense. Right. Whereas Davis is what three, three or maybe even four. Taewon Taylor might over, like might be higher on the depth chart than him right Stop now. Stop it! In a, in a, no, no, in a in a run heavy offense. So in something like that, you have to be the number one to get a consistent amount of targets, whereas in a pass-heavy offense, you could be the three and still get quite a few looks. Still be a wide receiver two on the day for fantasy purposes. Right. What about, what are we doing with, like, Will Fuller? What are we doing with Will Fuller? We selling him high, we hold on to him, we think he keeps producing... I'm selling. I'm trying to sell him for Mark Ingram right now in a redraft league. I'm uh, yeah. fingers crossed. I'm praying on that. Hopefully, that, that doesn't all. listen to this. Doing the Harlem Shake, baby, because that was crazy. <laughs> yeah, you're selling. I I would hope you're selling Will yeah, Fuller and like everything. Yeah, it's. I own zero of him, so it's not, <laughs> not anything I have to worry about. But, but yeah, zero shares of him. So, I mean, I, I got him off of the waivers. I mean, mm-hmm. I feel like. In the end of the day, yeah. If listen, he was on waivers. I scooped him. I'm gonna hold him. See what happens. Um, You know, if Watson continues to find him and this offense stabilizes, because like I'm not worried about Watson the way I was with Tom Savage, the way I was with um, with Osweiler, because like he has an ability to get the ball to those dudes in a variety of ways and like keep that offense moving down the field. So he could end up being a wide receiver three. Um, you know, holding if you could get them for cheap or for free, like I did, hold them. Um, if you have them, sell the heck out of them for somebody that's really good that hasn't performed well yet. And you know, like I said, my fingers are crossed. I hope my man presses accept so that I can run to the bank with that one. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, all right, one more last last one for our dynasty. David Johnson. It's a little different one. I love he it. he's going to come back this year. Uh, it's. It, who knows? Who knows what he's going to come back to? Uh, we, we don't. I guess we don't know 100 percent for sure that he is coming back this year. I was going to say, do you think that they for, even contention for, the, for something for the fantasy? I guess I should say he could be coming back for the playoffs, but mm. it's it's very realistic. You know, it's not like he had a leg injury. It's not like he tore his ACL. It it was a hand injury. So I'm not overly concerned about his performance. You know, I don't think that anybody's worried about that. I'm just a little concerned about that offense as a whole. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I know that David Johnson is obviously a difference maker, and no matter what, no matter what offense you put him in, he's going to be he's going to be the best player on that offense. But it's it's not going to be David Johnson from last year. Right. I, I'm I'm not so sure if going out and buying him for top dollar while he's hurt is a good idea. I would actually look to sell David Johnson right now. I, I think if you can you can sell him for a high price, or or even flip him for. For like OBJ, if you could, you know, trade him for for a, a receiver that will have some longevity in Dynasty, I think it could be really sharp. And and I'm not saying David Johnson isn't going to come out and still kill it. He still will. You, you're selling him knowing you're selling one of the top Dynasty running backs, probably the one or two. But I I think it's a good sell high just just without offense and and I, I don't think Carson's as bad as other people are saying, but. I think we might have already seen DJ ceiling. Do you think? Uh, you think his workload gets decreased following the either return from injury or next season, just because of this one injury? Do you think, he, or do you think he keeps that same workload throughout the entire career till he completely falls off a cliff? I mean, he, he can't. You can't in, increase his workload. So I mean, the only it's either stay the same or decrease it. And mm. I mean. You can't do that forever. You can't k- keep that up the rate he's been at f- for as long as as long as we hope he can, anyways. But he's gonna get the volume. It's gonna be crazy volume. We know that. But I, I'm telling you, man, that Cardinals offense is bad. That Cardinals team is is bad. I I don't. I mean, I thought their defense was gonna be really good coming into this season, and they are not. They're a bottom half of the league defense right now. I think. Even with one of the even with one of the best corners in the league, they are just bad, man. And I think it attributes to. I mean, Nick made a big point on us like the first week where he was like, "Who's their cornerback two? Who's this and that?" Yes, and, sir. And <laughs> exposed like the Lions exposed it. Um, mm-hmm. From there, I think that's where they're getting beat the most. The run game. The, the, the run game's not getting super killed. Like their run defense isn't getting killed, but. Everybody that's wide receiver two, wide receiver three, tight end, they're using mm-hmm. all them guys to expose them instead of this their their first overall guy, your wide receiver ones. They're not they're not the guys beating them. It's everybody around them. Where well, Peterson. that's been yeah, that's that was the game plan from last year too. Like mm-hmm. they had converted wide receivers playing corner and stuff, and it was it was bad. And they didn't do anything in the off season to really change the change the team up. I mean. Mm-hmm. I look at the Arizona secondary, like the Seahawks offensive line, right? It's like, as a layman, you can look at it, see glaring holes in it, say, listen, draft somebody, find a free agent, do something. (laughs) And every single year, they try out the same duels, get the same results, and put their hands up in the air like they can't understand. And so, like, I'm glad that, you know, Nick spoke about that very early on, like, Without a second cornerback, what in God's name do you think is going to happen? Like, mm-hmm. Buda Baker is not stopping the wide receiver two in the NFL, dude. Like, I'm going to throw over Buda Baker all day long, back shoulders and, like, fade routes all day on the dudes that's five foot nine. You know, mm-hmm. Honey Badger, again, five foot nine, five foot ten. So, like, Arizona was bound to be not that good on defense. Mm-hmm. Um, and so to see it now isn't surprising. Like, I like your take on David Johnson. Um, definitely could see that offense going into the tank next year if both Carson and Fitz retire. Like, who's there, right? Like, John Brown, who's perpetually injured. Um, so there isn't much there. I wouldn't necessarily sell him for anything for peanuts. Like, you know, no. if I get a good offer, mm-hmm. 
um, definitely take it. But if not, listen, I'm all about Godfather offers. Mm-hmm. I give them, I accept them. Absolutely. But if it, if it's not something that like I'm waking up at three o'clock in the morning and I'm still checking this stats <laughs> so that everything adds up correctly, <laughs> then it wasn't worth it, man. So we, yeah. we need we need Mal in a, a league so we can get some Godfather offers. <laughs> Yeah, uh, like like I said, I'm not selling DJ for peanuts. I'm selling him for for exactly Almonds, what you're he's selling worth. Him for dollars. Yeah, for, for pecans. No, I'm selling him for for top dollar for what he's worth. So pistachios. Exactly, exactly. Uh, so I think that's enough dynasty talk. Let's let's talk just a little before we before we dive into our uh, game with Nick. Let's let's talk a little bit about what I'm just curious what your all strategy is. If you're in a redraft league, your alls, y'alls, I'm from West Virginia, Nick. Yeah, you, yeah, I said it. Um, if if you are in a redraft league and you're one and four or zero oh and five, you're you're close to basically being done for the season. But there are a couple things that you can do. Uh, you know, obviously you can package you can. guys. You can package guys together, try and get you know a top receiver. You can take your best asset and try and liquidate him to get you know more weapons, but. What what specifically are you guys trying to do if you're in a situation like that? I almost think you got to play like waiver wire. Got to pay attention to that. Pick up the right guys ahead of time. Try not to blow your your number one or number two, whatever you got. Um, maybe stream stream guys play the stream streamers pretty well. Or like you said, make a package deal to where you can send maybe your best player and get some solid steady players back that'll give you equal to or more not equal to, but give you maybe. 10 or 15 points more just like on a consistent basis to where these guys got this guy sitting on the bench and their other guy gets them maybe 10 points less than the guy you're selling. So you got a guy that's giving you two guys, two startable guys for one starter. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like I'm torn, you know, you say you want to get rid of one pro, one big player for, you know, a, a collection of solid players but you know if, if you look at it like well if it say zeke say he plays the rest of the season or whatever hypothetically whatever so say you're going to trade zeke for you know a running back and a wide receiver like zeke's going to get you say 15 to 20 points consistently whereas the running back and the wide receiver together could get you the same amount of points but they take up two roster spots what so I'm, if you can get that production from one guy, yeah, yeah, you have the option, you have the potential to score more points because you have more players. What what more I'm saying is players. like trade trading like a, a running back one, like a high end running back one, get, receive back like a low end RB one, somebody that can still put up an average of like 12, 11, 12, 13 points instead of that fifteen to twenty on consistency, and then you receive back another wide receiver where your wide receiver three is weak and he's averaging like five six. And you're getting back a guy that averages like ten to fifteen as well, so you're getting. So it's almost it's, a wash, it's, though. Yeah, but it's, I think it's also a little easier said than done. Right, right. That's that's what I think. You're, I, you're I trying think, to catch lightning in a bottle with the waiver mm-hmm. wires. Well, see, but my my strategy is more. I I would, if, for instance, if I have a tight end or a quarterback that is more high end, I would try and package them with a running back or or you know a low end RB two or a wide receiver try and upgrade you know if you have tom brady or aaron Rodgers or somebody on your roster because you probably if if you have one of them you probably are not doing well because you took quarterback too early and you didn't have enough depth so 
I would be looking to sell like a quarterback or a tight end and package it with somebody to try and actually get like Zeke or Devontae Freeman or somebody that, you know, that you can basically just get a base base points off of every week. I mean, it's there, there does you, obviously you have to win this week. You have to win the next three, four, five weeks. So you mm-hmm. have to play based on matchups. You you can't just do start your studs because that will get you losses, and you're gonna have to make some really tough decisions. And Wrong. you know that's <laughs> exactly, <laughs> but that's that's why you're at zero and five and one and four because yeah, you you've made def- some bad decisions. Definitely so. have to w- win like every game but one the rest of the way out to your playoffs to even have a chance mm-hmm. at a spot. Mm-hmm. I mean, I definitely like what AJ what you said about the waiver wire. Um, I'm somebody that like in that men in that situation, my mentality is sell, sell, sell. Like I'm like a CEO, a CEO at a terrible company, bro. I'm trying to get off these shares and get up out of there, man. Turn these lights off and be done with the season. Um, or I'm looking to turn those pieces into something else. So in the my money league, I just traded Kareem Hunt in a package for a bunch of other people. But I was able to get Julio back, Gronkowski back, Keenan Allen. Really looking for dudes that, like, I took a chance, right? Like, you know, gave I gave him. He gave me a break. Yeah, this so. Deal. Yeah, I want to hear it real fast. I, I could throw it out to you. Perfect. Yeah, so, so I would like to hear that. Yeah, I, was I, I, I would also, I would also pull like it to up. hear that. What's, what's the so exact this, record of this league that you made this Godfather deal in? What's my record? Were, yeah, were you 0 own, own 5 or 1 and 4? Nah, I'm 2 and 3. Okay. I okay. just lost. So I uh, hold on, I'm, I'm gonna pull it up for you all right now. So you're sitting in the lower half of your league right now. Is it twelve? Yeah, it's ten. So I'm 10? right outside okay. the playoffs. But like I have one of the stronger teams, but I keep falling just short of it. So <clears throat> like your I other knew pieces that. Out. Real quick, I have a question for you guys. While you're looking that yes, up, sir. where do you all prefer to play redraft leagues on? Do you prefer ESPN? Do you prefer Yahoo? Like, what's your favorite platform to actually play on on a redraft? I like ESPN. ESPN. That y'all's favorite. Uh, it's probably mine too. I just I didn't know if you had felt any strongly one way or the other. I don't mind Yahoo, but are you trying to move me to Yahoo or ESPN? I mean, off of Yahoo is that what you're trying to do? No, I don't really give a shit either way. Neither I just, do I. But it's, it's 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 not a big deal. I didn't know if anybody had strong feelings about it. Right. I not just like to, I just like to watch football. That's what I like to do. And then exactly. <laughs> how they count it up and where where I'm getting the fantasy you know info from is not a huge deal to me. Exactly. All right, so. It was Kareem. So I sent him Kareem Hunt, Mike Evans, Kyle Bree, and I dropped J.D. McKissick. I got back Jordan Howard, Keenan Allen, Gronkowski, Julio Jones, and Kendall Wright. So, like, for me, it wasn't – I got – yeah, exactly. It's a lot of numbers. There's a lot of pieces moving. But the biggest thing for me was that, A, I didn't like what I saw from Mike Evans. I feel like that Tampa Bay offense is really going to spread it around a lot more than it was anticipated. By D-Jax now. By him. D-Jax, Adam Humphreys, right? Somebody even that I will be looking at long-term that is going to continue to see targets just because Jameis is going to find him from the slot. Um, But for me, the big piece was being able to get back Julio and Gronkowski. And the only reason I was able to is because they haven't performed to, like, their standard to start the season for, like, a variety of different reasons. Um, But really gambling on their upside. And truth be told, I mean, I think Kareem Hunt has seen his best games. He'll still continue to be an RB1 for the rest of the season. But I don't think we're seeing 35 and 40-point outputs again from him, especially losing all of that third-down work to – to, to 
Yeah, to to and, he, and he, he took yeah. he took both of his touchdowns last night or Sunday night against Houston. He had what both one rushing and one receiving that he stole from Hunt, and we saw Hunt get those the first three four weeks. Yeah, Hunt doesn't Hunt doesn't get third downs at all, man. And so like that that is a threat to his overall workload. So you know, like I said, I tried to sell high and buy low and. Listen, if I lose, it wasn't because I didn't try. That's for them. Yeah, sure. I like, but I really, I really like that move for you though a lot. That's a really, that's a good, that's a hell of a trade though. I, I guarantee yeah, you had lot. people. In, I guarantee <laughs> you, you had people in your league analyzing that, and going, "Wait, what? What the hell?" No, he was part of the package, but you got Jordan Howard back. Yeah, uh-huh. I got Jay. I got Howard back so, too. But the 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 argument you could make, or that you just made. For Kareem Hunt, you could also make that for Jordan Howard, although oh, you did get a bunch of other pieces yeah, back, so it's got, like yeah. a kind of a, a like, swap. In. I know what Jordan Howard is, right? Yeah. And I also know that Tariq Cohen's getting phased out, and Cunningham is not going to be a threat to that early down work. So I made sure that I watched that Vikings game yesterday, and I said, Malcolm, if you like what you see, go forward with it, and if you don't, scrap it. What I saw was a dude that went headfirst at one of the hardest run defenses in the NFL, and outside of a suspect holding call, would have had a twenty-point game. Oh, that so, was you know, suspect. It was suspect. I saw, I saw it from. Just, I saw it from man. section three ninety. man. Let these grown men play football, man. <laughs> and let Jordan Howard get that touchdown. That's the only thing I care about. But no, you you make a great point, Nick. Absolutely. Um, you know, Jordan Howard definitely capped. But I think that you know what he is, and I think we're still dreaming right. what Kareem Hunt mm-hmm. could be or should right, be. Right, right, And reality is what we just saw. Mm-hmm. And to be fair, I mean, Kansas City plays Denver twice, right. and I feel like Denver's yeah. defense is a lot tougher, and like the Ugh. defenses in the AFC West are a lot tougher than the defenses in the NFC North. They like, held, yeah, they held Zeke to eight yards. Right. So Yikes. getting out of that. Gets you into a better position with Joho, so I mean, you you optimized your. I like the deal overall. Yeah, it's a good, yeah, it's so a do great I. Deal. And and truth be told, to your point, I just realized today the playoffs go to week seventeen. I thought it was to end end at sixteen. So when I saw it went to seventeen, I was like, yes, yes, <laughs> praise the fantasy guys. The 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 move has been done. <laughs> Hopefully, Gronk stays healthy for you now. Yeah, I'm getting ASJ. That's my number one waiver pick. So even oh, if he goes go. down, I'm trying to hold on ASJ. Like uh, I'm trying to shore it up, but like I feel like there's a winnable league, but you can't win if you don't make a move to do that, right? And the dude that I feel is the best guy has Tom Brady. So if I run into him, I have Gronkowski and I have Amendola. I'm trying to smack points. him to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> and now a word from our sponsor. Check out Pristine Auction, where there are daily auctions with no minimums. So get your autographed memorabilia needs at pristineauction.com. Well, let's go ahead and do the name game. Is that what you're calling it? Name game? It's more like initials, but... Initial game? Yeah. It's not the blunder with the numbers, that's for sure. Don't yeah, Google Googling stats over there, Mal. No, I'm good. Hands up, Hands up. Hands up. All right, so let's go ahead and move on and do our initials game with Nick as our lovely host of the game. Hey. Uh, you want to go ahead and explain the rules real quick and say what the initials are. All right, well, this one's going to be uh, a little bit shorter than the last time. I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine items. 
So uh, each of these items are going to have the same initials. I'm pretty uh, sure we had nine last time, but all right. Okay, well, eat shit. So uh, <laughs> each item is going to have five clues. I'm going to read the clues aloud. After each clue, I'll give you a couple of seconds to ring in if you know what the initials are. You're going to ring in. Your name is your buzzer. If you get it wrong, you're out for that item. You get it right. You get it right. All right. <laughs> so we hold on. I don't want to be the moron here, but when you say my name is my buzzer, I'm just saying my name? Or yeah, my saying, you're okay. saying your actual Perfect. name, like Mal. As long go. as you don't say Joel or Fredo Potato or Alfredo or Chick X and Alfredo, whatever. I mean, it's <laughs> yeah. all good. Okay. All right. So the initials for this one are T-T. T-T. Ooh. That's... I'll give you... A couple right. seconds, you know, whatever. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Item one of TT. Clue number one is a five time Pro Bowl and two time All Pro. All right. Awesome, Pro. All right. Clue number two was a second round pick, 40th overall. All right. <laughs> and clue number three uh, was nicknamed the Therminator. And Squatty. Mal. Mal. Thomas Thurman. No. Oh, oh, Thurman Thomas. I'm a, I'm a moron. Sit it backwards. I'll give him that one. Yeah, yeah, okay. I'll give him that one. Correct. I'm sitting here like Jeopardy style, and (laughs) it is not Jeopardy. What is (laughs) Thomas Thurman? What is Thomas? All right. Also, he's... uh, 15th all-time in rush yards. I didn't know that. He's 208 ahead of AP. Really? Oh, yeah. He was a beast. Incredible running back. Oh, that's crazy. Mal's, right. Mal's also in that Nick bracket to where they're over 30, Joel, so we're automatically set yeah. up for losses. Yeah. Oh, I wasn't oh. going to say anything. AJ, you know. man, yeah. You, just, you hit him low, man. Oh, man. Oh. Hey, old man. All right. <laughs> Item two of TT. Clue number one. Career averages of 14.4 yards per catch and 5.2 yards per carry. Clue number two was a two-time All-Conference USA player. Oh. Number three wears size 2XL gloves. Oh. uh, Oh, my God. Clue number four (laughs) posted the fastest three-cone time when he was at the Combine. Uh, AJ. AJ. I'm probably wrong, but uh, Trent Taylor? Wrong. You are out. You're wrong. Oh, my God. Who is it? I know this one. This is killing me. All right. Clue number five. Currently fourth on his team's death chart at his position. Oh, motherfucker. (laughs) I know who it is. Five. Four. Joel. Joel. Taewon Taylor. Nailed it. Son of a bitch. I knew I had one of them. Oh, oh, boy. Oh. You getting the hang of this now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was struggling with that one, though. All right, all right, all right. I knew I said the wrong Taylor. Motherfucker. <laughs> all right. Item three of TT. Clue number one. Originally a sixth-round pick. Clue number two has 54 total touchdowns over his seven-year career. Clue three was one-time Pro Bowl and one-time Super Bowl champ. Clue number four was rated the number one dual threat quarterback by rivals coming out of high school. AJ. AJ. 
Tyrod Taylor. Nailed it. If you nice. didn't get that one right. I was going to say Tygod, but I didn't want to yeah. get DQ'd. Right. Yeah, you would have been. You would have been. So, after three, it's all tied up. Damn it. All right. Item four of TT. Clue number one, played for Houston for ten years. Clue number two was a linebacker, but converted four extra points as an emergency kicker, and all in the same game, actually. Number three, played in 146 career games, starting nine of them. Oh, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Clue number four is a two-time Super Bowl champ. Um, Clue number five. Has been in Green Bay since 2005. Five, four, three, two. Somebody call it. One. I have no idea, man. Ted Thompson. Fuck that guy. Fuck Nick Point. (laughs) Oh, man. Fuck, man. That was some bullshit. You said these got easier. Ted freaking Thompson, dude. Hey, they're not all oh, players. All right. They're not all players. You know that, that's, right? They're not all that's, players. That's good to know. Not right now. Oh, <laughs> now. Oh, By the way. No, no, it's it's just like, yeah, just relating to football. So it could be a person, yeah. so it could be place, anything. Okay. phrase, anything. Perfect. All right. So now we all are tied up at one. All right. Item five. Clue number one was a fifth round pick. Clue number two was the MVP of the Armed Forces Bowl in college, where he had 12 catches for 233 yards and two touchdowns. Clue three is averaging 8.3 yards per catch in the NFL. AJ. AJ. Trent Taylor. There you go. Damn, oh, I thought that God. was it. Damn it, I'm pissed about that. That's what I get I was for waiting. doing my resources. Yeah, the yeah. 12 for 233. I was like, oh, that's got to be him, and I had to hear the next one. It was funny because clue number five was... Pro Football Focus compared him to Joel's bestie, Cole Beasley. (laughs) (laughs) All right. This is a good one. I I have a feeling Mal's going to get it. I'm ready. Because it's over 30? Yep. All right. (laughs) Clue number one. Debuted in 2000. I was like six. How do you expect me to know this? (laughs) Number two. His last tackle was in 2008. Clue number three, tried to run for governor in California during the recall election in 2003. What? I just love watching your faces with this. (laughs) All right. Clue number four, was awarded Office Athlete of the Century from OSPN in 2002. Clue number five, nicknamed the Office Linebacker. Oh, shit, man. Come on, man. Listen, Mal don't have that one. Five, off his linebacker. Four, three, two, one. Terry Tate. And if you don't know who Terry Tate is, look him up on the YouTube. On the YouTube. Go to the internet and look him up. <laughs> look him on your little TV our, box. He is our resident old man over hey, the podcast. <laughs> when I was your age. Oh, oh my God. Of course I know who Terry Tate <laughs> right. is. I just didn't know who his, that was his name. The office linebacker, Terry Perfect. Tate. Learn something every day. Awesome. Yeah. All right. 
I'm ahead. Oh well, no. God. You're not ahead. Right on our side. Right on our side. Miserably. <laughs> All right. Item seven. Clue number one was a two-time first-team SEC pick. Clue number two was a second-round pick in the NFL draft. Clue number three, originally committed to the University of Arizona. Clue number four was once considered top five at his position coming out of college, but unimpressive numbers dropped his stock significantly. Hmm. Clue number five, his first name is Jalen. Wow. Well, that... Five, four, three, two. Man, you guys fucking suck. Yeah. Like the ghouls. Tease Tabor. Tabor. Oh, oh Tabor. Tease. That's my boy. Man. Yes. Is he really, like, though? Because you didn't God know. Damn it. Come on, well, man. I know. If he would have said Tease, I'd have been like, yeah, I know Tease Tabor. Like, when he said it right now, no. Jalen, I have no idea who that is. Yeah, I didn't know. His alter ego. His yeah, alter that's, ego. That's the non football player. I don't know. <laughs> All right. I'm killing y'all. Okay. You are. Crushing it. Uh, item eight. I keep wanting to say clue. Uh, clue number one was a first-round pick in 2010. Clue two won the Heisman in 2007. Clue oh, three, AJ. AJ. Tim Tebow. Nailed it. Oh, oh Tebow. Fuck. Fuck, how did I not think of Tim Tebow? Tebow. Damn. I mean, so right now, both no. Joel and Mal are mathematically eliminated from winning the no. game. <laughs> yes. I'm finished. Only mathematically. But you can still play for funsies. Oh, okay. I'm still playing for funsies. I'm still going to sit here quietly and not know the answer. Don't you worry. This is the last one. <laughs> Item nine. Clue number one debuted in 1997. You knew this was going to happen this way. You planned this mathematically. Not. <laughs> <laughs> Clue two. Reached a Super Bowl but lost to the greatest show on turf. Clue three had two players grace the cover of Madden. Oh, Malcolm. Yeah. Tennessee Titans. Nailed it. Oh, good one. Damn. <laughs> good one. Good one. Good one. That was good. If I was, if I was, if I was, if I was smart. Madden, I'm like, yeah. that's got to be the Titans. All yeah. I could think of was fucking Tina Turner. I don't know. <laughs> Yo, I have been Yo. sitting here thinking Tristan Thompson for the better part of this entire game. <laughs> <laughs> well, if he played football, I would put him on there. <laughs> it cost me big time. So, uh, final score: I stumped you guys three times. Fredo got three, Mal got two, and oh. Joel just go get some dip because you got one. <laughs> it was it was Tina not Turner. my best effort. Yeah, Tina Turner. <laughs> well, that uh, that about wraps up the pod, boys. Uh, do we have any any final thoughts? Anything we'd like to finish the finish the week off with? Any words of wisdom or advice from anybody? We'll start off. We'll, we'll end with we'll end with our guest, AJ. We'll start off with you. Wait, AJ. We'll start off with you. Any final okay. words, thoughts? Okay. Um, AJ's like I don't pay attention when, whenever I, I'm on the pod. I'm not the guest. You said we were. Starting yeah, off you with just the said guest. the guest. I said we'll finish with the guest. You said start. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he said start. Well, I knew what I'm. I knew what I meant. You all should have as well. Joe's still uh, thinking about Tina Turner. He doesn't know we'll, what's going on right now. We'll finish, exactly. we'll finish with a guest. AJ, you start. Buy buy some Duke Johnson. Buy some DJX. Buy some Graham. He's gonna keep it up. Mm. That defense or that offense has got to move other ways than Baldwin, and that's got to be the way with no running game. Um, 
and you need to sell some Doug Martin because it's just rough. The can't trust the Buccaneers. Jameis doesn't look good. Um, maybe sell some Fuller and sell some Tyler Croft while you can. Right, I don't. That's a lot of last words. It's a lot. It's a lot of a lot of buying and selling there. Well, words. yeah, just gave you three buys, three sells. <laughs> All right, what about what about for you, Nick? Tina Turner. Tina Turner. There we go. There rolling, we go. That sounds rolling. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, well, hold on, wait, real quick. We can find AJ. Your your Twitter handle is oh, the gosh, most complex, is, complicated. Is is at C H X C K E N Alfredo. Oh Jesus, such a pain in the ass. Uh, Nick, you have no final thoughts. It is Tina Turner. <laughs> yeah, so let's, uh, we can find you at Nickasaurus thirty one. Yeah, um, my final thought is just keep doing your research. Just keep doing what you what you know is right. Start your studs, and you oh, basically just, your studs. just just keep up with the process. Just just keep with the process. I don't know what you said, AJ, but I'm ignoring it. Uh, you can you can find me at Joel D two six zero on Twitter and Mal. Uh, any final thoughts? Yeah, um, you can find me at write what the letter you love. Um, so pretty much all of those, just the letter you in love. Um, final thoughts. Well, first things first, man. I appreciate you all having me on tonight. Um, Absolutely, it was a pleasure of. Been able Party. to exchange some great ideas with you all. I hope I'm be able to come back on again. the The biggest thing I can say is, if you're listening now, folks, keep listening because these guys really do care about this a lot and put a lot of energy into this. So keep listening, keep sharing the word, and keep spreading it. Um, if I can say anything outside of that, um, the Eagles are the greatest team in the NFL. <laughs> what a wonderful experience it yes, has been Mel, to watch this team conquer the earth. Um, we will continue this domination if you can. Uh, and this might sound sound crazy. I'm selling Kareem Hunt in a good amount of leagues that I have because I feel like he's somebody that can move the needle. And maybe if I can buy in on somebody like again Gronkowski or Julio Jones, um, somebody that started slow, but <clears throat> potentially has a schedule that opens up down the stretch. Do your research, watch the games, believe your gut, and always trust your instincts. Yes, sir. It was good talking to you, Mal. We Absolutely hope we have you does. on. You are now a regular guest. I appreciate it, man. All right. Good talking to you guys. Good night. Take it easy. Follow us at NPO260 on Twitter. Thank you for listening to the new pod order presented by FFD260.